This is your American host, Philip Millman, and I wanted to explain why we were delayed in getting this episode out. The episode you're about to hear was recorded in mid-March. We're now sitting at the end of April, and many things happened. So after we recorded the episode, my wife and I went to Ireland to see the Emerald Isle and its sites, and then also to visit my friend Vic, who I'd never met face-to-face. After that, we came into Passover, and after the first two days of Passover, my father uh, turned ill and passed away. So there's been a lot of paperwork and a lot of just sort of getting out of my own head, and the fog of losing a parent has really uh, made it very difficult for me to edit this podcast. The second problem that we ran into is the software that we used for recording podcasts changed, and the pre-production that we were used to doing no longer exists, or at least doesn't exist in the form that I know how to use it. So I apologize for the roughness of this uh, audio, but we tried our best. So with that, please enjoy the podcast. Game podcast, all the board gaming content you could possibly want at a fraction of the price. I'm your American host, Philip. Philip, that's it. You didn't even mention your surname, no? Fine, Philip Millman. Oh, okay, because we'll just differentiate between Philips. There are a few. Um, and <laughs> I'm your European host, Vic. And there's not many of them, and a lot of people would say that was good. And I have to say, I was very impressed. Based on what we were going to talk about this evening, or are going to talk about, you gave me a countdown um, from T minus five. So, what Four, are we talking about? Three, two, one, lift off. <laughs> we are talking about, Philip? Space games. And, Fantastic. And, and, and the way to think about this, and the way we thought about it, and of course, you're always happy to disagree with us, as most people are disagree want to with do. You. Yeah, exactly. Uh, where space games are those games that take place in space. Uh, typically, they're in the future, although they don't have to be. And they are not Civ games. So there are some Civ games out there where at the very end, you end up going on space travel. Um, w- this is not one of those games. So one game that I would not consider a space game, although it does have a little bit of space travel in it, is a little game that Vic likes called Twilight Struggle. Oh, Twilight Struggle. Yes, indeed. Well, you get rid of your bad cards by throwing them into space, effectively. Um, (laughs) I was looking at this when we talked about talking about this. Um, There's an awful, awful lot of space games out there. And when you think of one in board games, you think of four more. And there's quite a different selection of games, card games, Civ games in space. Uh, race games, you name it, there is a space game for everything that is non-spacey. Exactly. And when you said an awful lot of space games, my first thought was, wow, there are some really awful space games out there. <laughs> but there's some also some very, very good ones. But one of the things that I struggle, and I think a lot of, uh, or at least I struggled, past tense, with, with space games, uh, at least early on for me, was, gee golly whiz, the art's not great, and it's always so dark and kind of foreboding and for and forbidden. Um, can I ask you, do you have more than one space game? Because it sounds like you don't. Um, there's, I would disagree just on principle to everything you said there. Well, I appreciate that you would disagree for, with everything on principle. 
I disagree with that as well. So that means I agree with you. <laughs> I, I do own quite a few space games or, or uh -huh. space themed games. Uh, a lot of them, the ones that I've kept are very good. Uh, I did have some that I have since gotten rid of because they were, as you said, awful space games. Mm. And, and for the most part, the art is pretty terrible. Okay. Uh, even the great uh, illustrator, Ian O'Toole, struggled, in my opinion, to make On Mars, the Vital Lacerda game, mm -hmm. visually interesting. And, and there, you're not even going that far out in space. You're just going to Mars. Okay, uh, which is further than the chemist, which is, you think it's a long way, but it's, it's actually quite a distance to Mars as well. Further. You know. Right, right. So, you know, from my perspective, when I take a look at, at space games, I have really yet to see one where I say, oh, wow, the art really impresses me. So, for instance, you know, games like The Gallerist, which, of course, talks about, you know, running an, an art dealership. The art space. is very, very good. Yeah, there's no space. Yeah, there's space in the Sorry, art museum, I, I but spaceship, not... Spaceship, spaceship, spaceship. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, there's, uh, you know, there's great art in, like, Tokaido, you know, where you're taking a lovely trip uh, down, uh, down Japan, medieval Japan. I just don't think of, or I cannot think of a, a single a space game where the art is really fascinating. And, you know, one of the thing about space games is, you know, this might surprise some of our listeners, but many board gamers happen to like science fiction. I, I was shocked at that. I'll give you a quick story. Um, a place I used to work in, the owner of the company that was I was managing a group of developers and the owner of the company came in and one of the guys he was you know he'd been there maybe less than a year lovely chap and he said he, the the boss said something about made some reference to Star Wars and he went oh Star Wars is that the one with Spock in it and everybody stopped was he fired at him. no was he fired the owner went what the are you doing here <laughs> if you don't know what that means? I walked out the door and he was just doing it to take the mic. But at the same time, yeah, <laughs> you know, the guy we were working with got in the panic. So we said we would, you know, educate him and give him quizzes on a Friday, which we did for a few months and we got him a certain distance. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and look, he kept I, his job. Yeah. You know, for me, I'm always happy to watch Star Wars and Star Trek and Doctor Who, and Babylon 5, and Stargate, and, you know, hundreds of... Oh, there's a lot of stuff out there. It's like cop shows, you know. There's there's always a cop show on. There's always a... I mean, if you flick through the satellite channels, you'll find Deep Space Nine is on somewhere um, in the universe. It's... <laughs> actually, it's a funny one. Now, normally, I when it comes to not having a clue when I'm talking about it wouldn't bother me and not being an authority on something again no doesn't obviously anybody who knows me doesn't bother me but when I look at the amount of board games based around space games out there or the space theme it's incredible and mm -hmm. I look and I go you know we're, we're inevitably going to talk about our favorites and it really is going to be our favorites but we're going to be a little bit cocooned um, that's that's kind of reference to Mars. There's so many I haven't played, and mm -hmm. I've played an awful lot of space games. And I like a good space game. I like a good Cthulhu game. I like a good space game. 
I really am not an authority. And I, you know, just as you said there, you know, you've you've yet to find one with good art or um, X, Y, and Z. There's so many out there, and you will never, ever play all of them or come close to it because it's just like the universe; it's expanding faster than you can do anything about it. Absolutely, and you know, and that's why I think we talking about space games makes a heck of a lot of sense. Uh, because one of the other things that people use the space theme for is to, how should I put it, retheme a game that has a questionable theme. Yeah. So, uh, Mombasa, which okay. is a very good game that really was a game about being a British colonizer of Africa, stripping Africa of its resources. Mm-hmm. And while they tried to, uh, while the, the, the designers tried to put in the preface, you know, look, we understand this was a bad time and they did horrible things. Here's the game anyway. And <laughs> one of the, uh, it, and there was always a lot of controversy about it. And what they started to do was they said, all right, let's retheme it and we'll, we'll figure it out from there. Yeah. They did. But it's not quite the same. And look, there's some very, very good uh, space games, both IP and non-IP. And I guess that's the other thing that we should uh, talk about from a, a from a space game perspective. Some games are very much tied to their IP, like you know the Star Trek uh, series of games, like Star Trek Ascendancy. There's Star Wars games like Rebellion. There's this little show called Battlestar Galactica. Oh yeah, I heard that. Yeah, uh, yeah, and they made a they made a game out of that that was very popular. Right. Uh you know, and of course there's been some recent Dune games. Yeah. But then there's also a tremendous number of space games that are not based on IP. And you know, and I think we can go through, you know, like the old Android Netrunner which, you know, had a lot of uh really great things said about it and of course, Twilight Imperium, which is the top-rated uh, mm. space game out there, which is ranked number five of all time, mm. you know, those are the you know those are games that are really not based on IP, and, and and quite frankly, Terraforming Mars, which I I would consider a space game, even though it takes place pretty much entirely on Mars, uh, you know, that's not IP all, either, although. It, it, could theoretically be considered IP, just given who the the designer was. Yeah, sure. No, the yeah, as we said, there is a lot of of stuff, and it's funny you should say that terraforming Mars isn't a space game because it's in space. But then again, absolutely everything's in space, really. So <clears throat> tough one. Let's kick this off. And again, as I've said, not that I would be worried about such things. These are our opinions, and you know, may not represent the opinion of the masses because it, when we were talking about race games recently, I was surprised the amount of comments that I got from people too, um, saying, you never mentioned this game or you didn't mention that game or I like this one or that. I don't have, there's there's quite a divided opinion on, on things. And what we're going to be hitting on here would be, you know, uh, Phillips Limited you know, selection of games that he's played were really bad <laughs> art, which he's obviously gone out of his way to buy, and so that he can just complain. Rather, you know, some people mm-hmm. prefer to curse the dark than buy a penny candle. So, with that in mind, 
Will we talk about our top five, or is it too early to do that? I I, I don't know. You tell I, me. I, let's, how about this? Why don't we do it this way? We'll talk about our top five non-IP games. Okay, I'm all in. And then we'll talk about uh, our top five IP games. Okay. And we can and just describe a little bit about why you like the game and whether or not you think uh, that the, the space theme is really integral to the gameplay, or is it just pasted on uh, like some soulless dry Euro that I happen to love? Oh, okay. I'm, I'm all in. Go for it. Okay. So we're going to start with number five, uh, and I'm going to start with that. Uh, number five for me uh, is the lightest of the five. It is also a game that is full of space science fiction puns, which I happen to love. Okay. It is a deck builder slash race game, and it is Clank in Space! Do you know know something? I actually never noticed the puns in the game, and I have a copy of it. I played it twice. I know, yeah. Must be American humor. It is literally about... All the science fiction you could possibly want at a fraction of the price. (laughs) It's it's got a ton of puns. It's got vorpals, you know, light swords and and all sorts of things that are, you know, things that are making fun of the Jedis and Vulcans and everything. Uh, They even have a parody of um, James D. Kirk in there. (laughs) Uh, First of all, it's a fun game. I do think it's better than... uh, just regular clank. It's a joy to play. It's very light. And the jokes, the internal jokes uh, on the cards are very, very funny. So if you read the flavor text, if you read the cards, it actually adds to the theme of the game. I know readings can be difficult for you sometimes, Vic. <laughs> yeah, that, not just sometimes, yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, on, on occasion. Okay, so... With with that slap in the face, the um, I'm thinking it's actually hard to sift out um non-IP games. There's so many IP games out there, but one of my favorites is a game called Star Realms. Star mm. Realms is a card game, and you know, again, it's one of those ones that works in person, but it also works really well on the phone. And I've played a lot of Star Realms, lost an awful lot of Star Realms. But it's great fun. Very simple. It's a deck builder. You you buy from a central um, gallery of cards and you're trying to outdo your opponents and knock them down to zero before they do it to you. It's an awful lot of fun. And it's particularly fun if you match up with somebody who has similar skills to yourself, as in, you know, nobody wants to get beaten five times in a row. But I'm okay with getting beaten four times out of five. But I've played it with a few people who just absolutely, you know, wiped the floor with me. Still interesting, but when you get somebody who's, um, this this sounds like a life partner. When you find somebody, um, <laughs> uh, you know, when you find somebody who's in or around the same skill level, you it is a really really good game. And you can play it async if you're playing it on your phone. Oh, sorry, we're talking about board games, aren't we? Right. You can play it in person. It's one deck. And it's quite a thick deck, but great fun, very portable, and very easy to learn. But again, lot to master. And there has been a pile of expansions. I I would say there's like 
easily a dozen expansions, if not more. So it's been really successful and it's a great fun game. Well, why don't you play against me? Because I have it and we could play it online. Okay. That's that's a date. So yeah. Star yeah, Star Realms. All right. What is your number four, Vic? Um my number four is a game called Zia Legend of a Drift System. And this is a beautifully mm. produced game. It's got big colorful pieces. If you're familiar with tapestry, uh if you if you know the buildings in that, mm-hmm. the way they're lovely kind of you know kids tonka toy type pieces. The game is similar insofar as you've got like lovely big pieces, you've got um planets, you've got like they're big chunky pieces and the game itself is excellent. It does need the first expansion to get rid of a bug, if you will, pardon the mm-hmm. pun. Um but it's a fun game and it's it's different. Um to a certain extent you're racing um to another extent, you can really mess up someone else's day by getting into a battle with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's a lot of fun, and it's it's semi relaxing. It's it's not a you know it's not a kind of crazy mad race to the end. It's a lot of fun what you're doing, and it's interesting, and it's lovely to play with the pieces that are there. Like it's a very enjoyable game. What about you? What's your second one? Uh, so my number four game is uh, the smallest of the bunch. It's also a fairly light game, but it's it's kind of fun. And again, a very different mechanic, but I do think it works well with the overall theme. And it is the only of the Tiny Epic Kingdoms that I still oh, play. Yeah. Tiny Epic Games, uh, Tiny Epic Galaxy. Mm-hmm. It is a dice chucking game. Um, it has some nice ways of mitigating bad dice rolls. Uh, it is a race game. And, you know, the first one to 21... Well, it's not really a race game because you could you could theoretically pull it out at the end with the special project, but it is uh it's just a very clever, very quick game, plays in less than thirty minutes. And what I uh, I used to play this a ton, especially when I traveled, because A it comes in a very small box and B it has a very good solo mode that's very challenging. Okay. So Tiny Epic Galaxy is my number four. I highly recommend it. And it's really the only one of the type Tiny Epic series that I continue to play, uh, even to this day. I really, really enjoy it. And I really like how the dice mechanics and, you know, adding how you get to go to planets and either use their abilities as a one shot or you colonize them and they become a permanent set of different abilities. It's a really great little game. And it's a lot of game in a little box. Mm. Um, My number. Three mm-hmm. is a game that I've just started playing, and I'm enjoying the hell out of it. I have only played it online at this point in time, but I do own a physical copy, and I really do uh, hope to get to play it in person soon. It is Beyond the Sun. Oh, okay. And Beyond the Sun, I find to have a very nice tech tree. It's got you know really two resources that you manage, uh, ore and people, and and the way you use dice to be people or ore or ships is just very, very clever. And uh, the one negative about this uh, game is there's so much text and you have to really understand a lot of what you're reading and how it interplays. Mm-hmm. But once you get over that, that learning hump, there's a lot of interesting decisions. I've yet to win a game of this, but I really do enjoy playing it uh, and I hope to play it in person real soon. What's your number three? My number three would be a lesser-known game, 
Now, it's not your lesser-known game, because I know there's a space game you love, uh, and I'm not going to steal your thunder, but the one I really like is a game called Ascending Empires from Zedman Games. Mm. And it's unusual insofar as the mechanics for it, which shouldn't work, is that you flick the pieces to move them. So you have ships, and you flick them around, kind of like, um, what's that, pit? race uh race pit pit race mm-hmm. pitch like car that. pitch car pitch car that's it uh so on the board you have solid wooden planets that go into little recesses the boards the board itself can be a little bit off and that's part of the the fun seemingly and it's it's interesting but what happens is to get into orbit around the planet you flick one of your ships and if it gets into orbit it gets into orbit you can land guys you can take over a planet it's a real 4x game you're you know taking over planets you're building bases you're upping your technology you're getting into fights and it's quite quick it's but by the time you get to the kind of tech top technology um you've you know you're 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 really kind of motoring and what's kind of cool is you start with fighters but you can buy bigger ships that are battleships um, that are bigger pieces so they're they're all wooden discs that you flick around and it works really really well even though there's a flick mechanic it's not the end of the world if you don't get um if you you aren't good or in or dexterous enough it's a, it's a really good game and very interesting and it's one of those ones I, i'll never part with very cool what's your number two my number two and again this is a tricky one um, is Galaxy Trucker. And mm. if you've ever played it, it's interesting. Um, now, it is out and out a race game. And it's um, it's a crazy game if you play it real time. But it's one of the only real time games I like. A lot of other real time games are, you know, they're basically snap or grab. This is more interesting. What's happening is you're building a spaceship out of parts. and the game, if you like other people's um, <laughs> pain, then you'll love this game because it's all <laughs> about Schadenfrau and her mm-hmm. joy where you build your ship. It's effectively connected pipe work. But and even the, the rule book is fantastic. I mean, you have shields, engines, guns. And as you're reading the book, you, you know, the instructions and the instructions are very clear. It's not a complicated game. It says, okay, so you need engines. Engines are really important. Make sure you have plenty of engines. And I'm like, okay, okay, they're giving me this tip. And it's like, guns, they're used for this. You need plenty of guns. I'm like, okay, shields. Shields are important. You need loads of shields. I'm like, hang on a second, <laughs> you know, and you need every single part, but there's no way you'll get everything. So having built your ship, all of you fly off on an adventure and you'll encounter pirates and, and asteroids. And what's hilariously funny is seeing somebody else's ship get hit and start to disintegrate um, and pieces of it fall off. And the idea is to get to the planet with all your, your cargo intact. And there's some really good decisions in this. It's, it's, it's a great game. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a very light game in a lot of ways, but it is a lot of fun. You wouldn't, it's kind of like a, a very good chocolate biscuit. You wouldn't eat more than one of them in a sitting, but you'd be happy you did. That is awesome. I have actually, I actually own it. I play it. I do enjoy it. I like the real time 
pulling up pieces to try to build your ship while everybody else is pulling up pieces to try to build your ship, their ship. So it's it's very clever. And the little aliens also add quite a bit to it. So uh, that is a good game, and it will come up on my list uh, a little bit later. Um, that was your number three or number two? I forgot. Number two. What's your okay. number two there? Yeah. Okay, so my number two is Quantum. Oh, yes, that's the one. I was right. I guessed it. Uh, Quantum is my number two favorite space game. Mm -hmm. It is, the art is bland as bland can be, but the gameplay is amazing. Uh, Basically, you you have dice uh, that are used to represent the ship. And once you get over that sort of mental hump, it becomes the be- one of the best games because, and it's a race game, which we talked about previously, but one of the things that's really awesome about it is the lower than the, the number of pips is how fast the ship can go, right? Mm. So one is very, very slow. You can only move one. Six zips around the board like nobody's business. But what's interesting about this is you think everybody wants a six because it can zip around. However, it is the higher the number, the weaker the ship from yep. a battle perspective. Because when you roll the dice to see uh, who won, whoever has the lower number wins, which is just an incredibly clever mechanic. And so, you know, you're trying to manage speed versus power, and then you're trying to drop these little energy cubes. And it, there's all sorts of chaos, and you can pick up uh, improvements, and it's just a ton of fun. It, the game does not uh, outlast its welcome, and it's just a, a, yeah. a, a great, great game. And that is my number two space game. And before uh, I go on to my uh, number one, and before you go on to your number one, how about some honorable mentions? And then I'll hand it off to you on your honorable mentions. Okay. Um, m- my two honorable mentions are Space Corps. Okay. I don't know. Uh, which, I th- which is, I think, a very good uh, space game, though it's very heavy, and it's a little bit too rule-intensive, but I do enjoy it. So it, that ga- that's not a game for everyone. Uh, and it's very hit or miss, but it, it worked for me. Um, and that's a GMT game. And then the second one, and this is probably going to surprise people who know my who know me and know my tastes, and probably thought that this would be my number one space game, mm. On Mars by Vital Acerta. Okay. That is an honorable mention. The game is very, very good. It is incredibly, impossibly long for what it is at four players. So it's best at two or three. Uh, it's very rule heavy. The decisions are very interesting. It's a very good game. It has a lot of really interesting things going on, but that's just not a game I can recommend unless you like that kind of very specific niche. And even then, that's really kind of pushing it. So uh, I like On Mars. Uh, I'm not in the mood to get rid of it at this point, Mm -hmm. but it's not a game that's going to hit my table uh, very, very often. That's fair enough. Uh, And uh, so what are your honorable mentions and number one? Uh, my honourable mentions would be uh, Martin Wallace, Wallace's. I, I keep going to say William Wallace, who's probably not <laughs> the same thing. Um, the but you can take our board games, but you'll never take our freedom. The my honourable mention would be Rocketman by Martin Wallace. Mm-hmm. And when you look at it, it's an okay game. It's a race game, but it was one of the first games we played. I had this, have it as a Kickstarter with all the mats um, that we played after the COVID lockdown, and we got to play it face to face. 
And in fairness, if we had to play tiddlywinks or snap face to face after COVID, having not been able to meet face to face, it would have been the greatest game ever. It was like a, a glass of iced water to a man in hell. And it was mm -hmm. just great to be able to play again. And it was a fun game. And, you know, that was wonderful. And it's, a, it's, it's definitely worth playing. It's a race game where you're building rockets and you're trying to be first to get into space, to build a space station, to get to Mars. And it's all about pushing your luck. The second one that I um, really like is Cosmic Encounter. Uh, mm. As you know, I've, I've rabbited on about it. Um, mm -hmm. And at NaveCon, I think we're going to have a nine player of it. Mm. Uh, so that should be interesting and loud. Mm -hmm. um, interesting game, always different every time you play it. Mm. A lot to learn in it uh, and a lot to know. Um, but my first game is actually three games, which is shocking. And I don't know if that breaks rules. It does. And they're all, it doesn't, I, I, I don't care. You know, <laughs> I will lock my front door and when they come to arrest me, I'll, I'll, you know, I'll rage against them. The, the, the reason I'm mentioning three games are these are all variations on a theme because they, to me, the classic space game is a 4X game. Mm -hmm. And, there are a number of them and they are quite similar. So the first one I'm going to mention is a game called Galactic Emperor, mm. which is out of print. It's a short game, as in you should bang it out in an hour and a half, but it has all the elements you want. It's got um, spaceships. <laughs> it's got planets. No, it's, it's, it's 4X game. So you have technologies and you're building and you're trying to beat the other person and um like a lot of games forex games it's a race to see who can beat seven shades out of the other players and win <laughs> um and in a similar vein you have eclipse or eclipse 2 which is a bigger version a lot more technologies a lot more um well a lot more but similar very similar mm. to um but there's more choices, there's more variety, but it's not a dissimilar game to uh, Galactic Emperor. And my third game is Twilight Imperium, which is the granddaddy of mm -hmm. 4X space games. And that's a wonderful game if you have four or five hours available to you, but it's worth your time. I've been lucky enough to play two or three games in the last couple of years, and it's a fantastic game. And if you like 4X games, this is the one. Like, this is this beats all of them. Um, it's better than Eclipse, which is a super, super game, but it's just got that little bit more. And again, they are like three separate universes all together, just different lengths. Now, there's more in Twilight Imperium, obviously, but they all come down to beating the living daylights out of each other. And what's not to like? What are your? What is your number one? So my number one game, and I'm not going to break the rules, so they won't be coming for me in the middle of the night. Is Gaia Project? Oh wow! Okay. So uh, a Gaia Project is somewhat of a reimagining of uh, Terra Mystica, which I wasn't as fond of. Um, okay. But I really, really like Gaia Project. I really like the way they do the tech tree. Uh, each decision is tight. The game is 
you know, six rounds and each round is, or is it five rounds? I can't remember, but it's just so tight. And you always feel that you're just struggling just to make uh, ends meet. And then at the end of it, you're like, whoo, it's a lot better than I thought I did, but it's just <laughs> such a tight game. And it is, you know, everything is so resource constrained. Um, yeah. And the way you can kind of leverage off of other people when you can, it doesn't always work. Mm. It's just a great game. And so uh, I, I really enjoy it. Uh, I really enjoy that game. And it, it's, it's hard. The rules, the, the rule overhead is actually not that bad, but each decision is so difficult because it's going to have ramifications about what you do later on. And you, mm. and you know, what's going to be important later on you know, at the end of round scoring. And sometimes you're just like, all right, nothing I can do. I mean, it it, it sort of has a clans of Caledonia type. Uh, there's some aspects of it that are similar, but it is such a good game, so tight. And, you know, each, um, each race has their own special ability. Mm. It, it's just really incredible. And I did forget to mention uh, one of uh, another honorable mention which is Surreal Confluence, or oh, yeah. Sudreal Confluence. <laughs> yeah, Sidereal. Yeah. Sidereal Confluence, That's thank it. you. Yeah, yeah. And what I love about that game is, first of all, it's, it's a lot of players, right? It's best when you have six, seven, or eight players. But it's a, it's a live action negotiation, mm -hmm. which I just love. Now, that's not for everybody. Um, and what I love about that game is it's not about getting the best deal, but getting the best deal that you need to get what you need done. And um, so it actually, because you're building these engines, but what you really need, though, the one element you really need to build your engine, you don't produce. Your your faction or your race doesn't produce that. So you have to negotiate to get, you know, other people who have other, you know, things that you want, and you give them things that you want. And it's just so clever. But that's a good honorable mention. And, but it's not a game I own. Um, okay. But it is a game I enjoy playing. Now, let's switch to uh, IPs. Now, I'll be honest, I only have two IPs that I enjoy playing. Bad artwork? Yeah, you know, and I own some IP games, but I've never really been interested in a lot of IP games. So I, I have three IP games that I, I like to play, and so okay. I will list those. And I was just thinking we could just go through the list of the three. Okay. Uh, do you want to start with your three IP games? Um, sure. The... There's a couple of honorable mentions. Well, we'll get to those just before we mention the first one. But um, my first or my third game would be Dune, which I haven't played all that often, but I played it recently. I played it last Thursday. The new I one or the old one? Well, the new one and the old one are pretty much the same. I, I will have the new one soon, and I have the old one sitting in a press, um, and I've played both. There isn't a whole lot of difference. It's a little bit tighter on the new version, but I played the new version because it kind of looks a little bit better. Um, yeah, the new one is, it's excellent. Yeah, I mean, I should have known from the get-go when it had treachery and traitor cards in there. It was <laughs> going to be right up my street. But it's a very clever game. Um, and I like a game that makes people work with their enemies. So your enemy this turn could be your friend next turn, conveniently to help you win the game but it's 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 a cracking game and my second game would be ip game would be star wars rebellion and star wars rebellion is very similar to war of the ring both amazing games 
it's a two to four player game um, when you go with more than two it becomes a team game and it works but oh star wars rebellion is excellent it's the whole thing it's it's almost like all of star wars played out at once mm. the rebels have a secret base the i was going to say the americans the uh, empire is trying to find it and everything in between you've epic space battles you have searches you have you know subterfuge you have all the characters from star wars coming into it's a great game what about yourself so my uh top uh three ip games uh starting with number three is battlestar galactica yes uh great game it's completely out of print uh, yeah. I think they're going to be reprinting a. Uh, they're going to be doing a reskin of it. They have. Uh, sorry, it's it's already out as a Cthulhu game called. Oh, Cthulhu. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not. I'm not so interested. Uh, the it was a great game, um, but I did end up selling that game, even though it's out of print, and I and I, I sold it at a at a, a fair price to to for a friend of mine. It's just too long for what it is. Okay. Um, it shouldn't take three hours, four hours mm-hmm. to play for that type of game, and that was my feeling. I liked the game; it was just too long, and okay. it was just not hitting the table. And I thought somebody else would like it. Uh, game number two is uh, Dune Imperium. Oh yes, which is not the original Dune game, but it's the new Dune game. Uh, I really like the uh, resource constraints, especially water. Mm-hmm. I like the worker placement aspect of it, and I like kind of some of the engine building kind of aspect to it. Uh, so, good game. It's not a top 20 game for me by any stretch of the imagination, but it's a good game, and I'm happy to play it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then my number one uh, IP game, and this will be interestingly interesting to maybe no one, is Star Trek Ascendancy. Okay, that's a great game. It's a great game. The major problem with it is it's a three-player only game. Now there are um, uh, there are expansions that that expand it. Uh, I, I wish it had a two-player option, but I can understand why it doesn't because you have to build coalitions and so forth. Mm-hmm. But I really like the game. It is a bit of a table hog, but it is really really worth it. So those are those are my uh, three. Did you have a number one spa- uh, I IP game? Haven't mentioned it yet. But, yeah. Well, um... why don't you mention it? I will. I'll just tell you about Ascendancy. A couple of Navecons ago, I saw a five-player version of Star Trek Ascendancy being played, and it was a super table hog, but they were having an awful lot of fun. Um, my number one IP game, and it won't come as a shock to many people, is Forbidden Stars. Which <gasps> I'm is, surprised. Yeah, okay, it's it's not. It's actually Hello Kitty Island Adventure in Space. <laughs> the, um, <laughs> which, you know, is, is overlooked. Um, Forbidden Stars is a uh, Warhammer 40k setting. Now, I'm not a, an absolute uber fan of 40k. I like it. Um, I have friends that could tell you every single character in it and every single thing that happened in the universe. I wouldn't be that person. But the game itself is just every time I've played it, it's been fun. I'm not sure I have ever won the game, um, but I want to play it again. And on a Thursday night, if we get four people together, it's often a case of, oh, we four people only. Hmm. Let's break out Forbidden Stars. It's it's a great game. Um, mm. It's a 4X game. And what's unusual about it is it kind of, you can kind of make deals with others, but no, it's all war. 
Um, it's all war all the time from start to finish. There is nothing nice in the game. It's, you know, kill or be killed. And it's it's got so much going on in there. It's a pity it's out of print because the IP is excellent and it matches the game perfectly. Um, I recently got uh, an unofficial expansion and printed it and got the pieces made up for it and turned it into a proper kind of expansion. I'm dying to play that, but haven't got around to it yet. With along with uh, along with a number of other things, what are your honourable mentions for IP-based games, Philip? Don't have any. Really? That was it. No. Yeah, it was That's it. That's kind of disappointing. Um, I've. You sound well, like my wife. Yeah, disappointing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, let's not go there. The um the Expanse is a game I liked. I haven't played it enough, but I did bling it out to the extreme. We got mats, um, I designed up a mat for it, and we got a pr- rubber mats printed and got all the pieces printed for it and turned it from an, a game with incredibly poor uh, production values into quite a nice-looking game. I mean, you could have cut it out of a, the back of a magazine and, and gotten a similar quality game that they released. I think they spent all the money on the license and just at the last minute paid some young fella in the corner to 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 do out <laughs> the artwork and in game the other one is aliens if you're familiar mm. with the movie uh, and that's a dungeon crawl futuristic dungeon crawl type game and that's a lot of fun and uh like any number of games i bought it first of all it was aliens just super cool um but i also bought it because i figured it'd be easy to paint because aliens are easy to paint so that's my my two mentions although there are hundreds more well i will have to say i i just realized there is an honorable men there is some a game not an honorable mention but there are uh two games that i really do want to learn how to play mm-hmm. uh one is black angel oh yeah which i haven't played yet but i do own i, I got it a, in a trade and then secondly, um, this Hello Kitty in Space sounds really interesting. Yeah, I'm at this moment, you know, designing it <laughs> <laughs> based on the feedback that I got. Actually, I'm sure that you, when you come to NaveCon, there will be a copy of Black Angel floating about, which, as I understand, is Troyes in Space. Troyes, Troyes. Yeah, that's what I hear. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it's supposed to be quite a nice game. Um, possibly a little well, long. Well, with that, uh, I want to thank you, Vic, for helping me think about space games. And Go on. Thank for, you, so. Yeah, I'm thanking you, and okay. I thought it was a great idea, and it was, it was certainly yours. I did not think of talking about space games, but now that we're in space, we're thinking about it. I mean, I'd love to see a Jews in space game, for those of you that are <laughs> another <laughs> that reference. on the Muppets once? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, w- yeah, with Miss Piggy as the commander, right? That's, that's uh, so... That IP wouldn't be overly expensive to buy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it wouldn't. It wouldn't. Uh, but with that, I do appreciate that. Uh, I, I really uh, appreciate uh, the, the conversation and the disagreements, and I look forward to uh, disagreeing with you in person in, oh, yeah. uh, in, in, the, in two weeks. Yeah, that's that's it. By the time we get published, it'll probably be one week. But looking forward to the... Um, oh, and also, um, let's mention our top prize that we're going to be giving away at NaveCon that you contacted me about and, and was kind of like a crazy producer going, I have a great idea! <laughs> you know, <laughs> Would you like to tell the nice people what sure. one of the top prizes for the raffle is going to be? And I think they'll all be shocked. 
Yeah, so the top prize is a signed copy of Baseball Highlights 2045, signed by me, of course, the three-time world champion. And the very lucky winner will get their photo taken with me and the Commissioner Ralph Trophy, which will be traveling with me to Ireland. Fantastic. Yeah, the, I, I think it's it's risky to mention that there isn't going to be security in place, but we'll do our best to keep you secure. Yeah. Um. Oh, that's really cool. Philip, it's always good talking to you. Um, I'm talking here on a Sunday night. You're talking there middle of the day. So um, by the, the wonders of technology, we can talk at the same time. It's it's fantastic. So all I need to do now is thank you, and then I can get back to whatever the hell it was I was doing. And as we like to say, play more games. Play more games. Take care. Take care.